0: Hey, what's up, guys? On today's episode, we'll be discussing Revelation chapter 17 Mystery Babylon today here on the Last Things Podcast. Coming to you once again with another episode of the Last Things Podcast, where we are on a journey to truth. It is indeed an honor and a privilege to come before you once again as we discuss the Word of God. How is everybody doing on today? It is. Thank you all so much for tuning in to this week's episode, man. I I know y'all saw that brand new intro that we got, man. Shout out to my boy H two O, man. Shout out to my boy H two O, man. He. He never ceases to amaze me, man. He did it again, man. He put together that brand new intro that you saw. Both intros, the little clip of the, uh, the little clip of the logo first, and then a long intro that you saw. My boy H2O hooked me up, man. I, I man, shout out to my boy, man H2O once again. And as I as I tell you before, man, y'all go check out my bro my uh, my brother's podcast. You see. U C S T Blaze, Check him out on YouTube, man. Subscribe to my brother's channel, man. He doing some great things, man. Go and support my big bro, man. He doing some great, great things for the kingdom man. great things for God, man. Go out and support my brother, man. He did, but he did that intro for me. He actually did another intro. So he did two intros for me and I might draw, I might let y'all see that other one next week. I don't know. We're going to see depending on how I feel. I might let you see it. I don't know. But once again, h2o i love you big bro thank you man so much for what you did for me man i greatly appreciate you guys we are here we are at revelation chapter 17 last week last two weeks we covered revelation chapter 16 the seven bowls of god's wrath Well, god finally poured out his wrath on those set on the um on the earth with his seven bowls and um That's where we were last week. The last thing that we saw about one thing that we did see is that the king, the temple that's in heaven is filled with smoke with God's smoke and nobody can go into the temple until when all of the seven bowls have been poured out. All the angels have poured out their wrath. Once the angels have poured out their wrath, then you will be able to go into the temple. But it, during this moment, Nobody can go into the temple. So that means there's only three people. There's only two people, three really in there. God, the father, God, the son and God, the Holy Spirit. At least of what I, that's my opinion, because nobody else can go in. OK, so that's what we saw. Revelation chapter 16. We are here at Revelation chapter 17. Where we are covering who? Mystery Babylon. We're covering Mystery Babylon. Keep this in mind. Words have two meanings. We've seen that with We're going to see it here. We've seen that before earlier in Revelation that words have two different meanings. Okay. So we're going to see it again where something is going to have two different meanings. We're going to see it. Okay. Keep that in mind because that's the theme for this episode words have two different meanings. Okay. So we're here. Revelation 17. So this is what I want to do. Let's let's you know what? Let's 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 go ahead on and get right on into this thing, man. Revelation chapter 17, verse one says this. One of the seven angels who had poured out the seven bowls came over and spoke to me. Come with me, he said. And I will show you the judgment that is going to come upon the great prostitute who sits on many waters. Okay. So let's look at verse one. What do we see? We see John said, one of the angels who had seven bowls came to him and said, I want to show you, I want to show you the judgment that's going to come upon this great prostitute. Now, some translations call her a great prostitute. Some call her a harlot. Ooh, King James was rough, man. Let me read. Let's read in King James. And there came out one of the seven angels, which had the seven vows. I talked and talked with me, saying unto me, "Come hither, and I will show unto you thee, and I will show unto thee the judgment of the great whore that sitteth upon many waters." King James wasn't pulling no punches with how he described her, called a straight up a whore. Okay, now first of all, when we see words like whore or we see great prostitute, what do that normally, what do we normally think of? An adulteress, an adulterer. Somebody who sleeps around—that's what we think of. Someone who is in, uh, who commits adultery, somebody who cre- uh, who commits uh, fornic, who's into fornication, adultery, perversion—all those things, uh, a sexual sin. That's who we would consider someone. That's what we would consider a harlot or a whore or great prostitute. That's what we would consider. Okay, so keep that in mind. All right, now. Notice what it says. The uh, prostitute sits on many waters, right? So what does that mean that she sits on many waters? That means she's exercising control over them that because she, she sits on them. So she has control. Over, so she's got some type of control over them, right? All right. Now let's keep going. Verse two says this, the rulers of the world have had of, have had immoral relations with her and the people who belong to this world have been made drunk by the wine of her immorality so look at what it says they've had immoral relations with her now king james says this way with whom the kings of the earth have committed what fornication and the inhabitants of the earth have been made drunk with the wine of her fornication Now. Remember what do we just say harlot perversion means sexual sin right so if they've had immoral relations or they or the kings of the world rulers of the world have had some type of fornication with her okay now let's think about it if the kings of the world if these people have had man itching, if these people have had some type of immoral fornication with her some type of fornication right think about it like this did they have a literal fornication were they literally fornicating with her or could this be a or could this or could we be talking about something else i believe we're talking about a spiritual fornication this is spiritual not a physical fornication because notice what it said the king the rulers of the world so the rulers of the world had immoral relations with her they commit fornication with her and the inhabit in the earth have been in the inhabitants of the earth so the rulers of the world so this woman that we know she sits on many waters we know many waters means people right so she's over so she's control over con- <clears throat> she's controlling different people right now look what it says the rulers of the world have had immoral relations with her. They've committed fornication with her. And the inhabitants of the world were made drunk by the wine of her immorality. Okay? So we are talking about a spiritual fornication. That's what we mean. A spiritual fornication. Not a physical. We're talking about a spiritual fornication. So these people are, so the kings are committing a spiritual fornication with her. And the rulers of, and the other inhabitants are doing what? They're getting drunk from the wine of her immorality, right? Now we're going to come back to that wine of immorality part, okay? We're going to come back to that. So let's look at verse three. So the angel took me into the wilderness. There I saw a woman sitting on a scarlet beast that had seven heads and 10 horns written all over with blasphemies against God. Now, verse three, we see that, right? The angel said, uh, John was uh, gone into the wilderness and he sees a woman there and she's sitting on the scarlet beast. Now, wait a minute. Now we just saw a harlot that sits on many people. And the kings were doing what the kings had were having uh, relations with her. Right now, that's that's what uh, that's what the angel said. He was going to show her this woman who's sitting on many waters. Right. So now look what it said. The angel took me in the spirit. That's very key. The angel took me in the spirit. And in the wilderness, I saw a woman sitting on a scarlet beast that had seven heads and 10 horns written all over with blasphemies against God. Now, in Revelation chapter 12, this is, I want to put a pen here. I want to use this for a moment. I want to explain this uh, for a moment. Remember how we talked about Revelation 12, how the woman that's in Revelation 12 was Israel, and a lot of people say it's the church, right? Here's a way to, this, to let you know that it's not the church, that that, that, um, that that woman is not the church. I want you to go to Ephesians chapter 5. We see we have two women. We saw the first one in Revelation 12, which is the good woman. That's Israel, right? And now here we are in Revelation 17, and we're seeing this other woman, this harlot, right? But this is how we know that this is not the church, that the revel- woman in Revelation 12 is not the church. Ephesians chapter 5, verse 25 through 30. For husbands, this means love your wives just as Christ loved the church. He gave up his life for her, 26, to make her holy and clean, washed by the cleansing of God's word, 27. He did this to present her to himself as a glorious church without a spot or blemish or any other, without a spot or wrinkle, I'm sorry, or any other blemish. Instead, she will be holy and without fault. You see that? She's going to be presented to Christ. Holy without fault, without a spot or wrinkle or any other blemish. Why is that important? Because if that's the case, that means that she cannot be pregnant. This woman in Revelation 12 is pregnant with a child. So this is how you know that is not the church in Revelation 12. This is how we know the woman is not that is not her because She's pregnant in Revelation 12. If she were not pregnant, if she were if she were pregnant, she cannot be the church because the church is going to be presented without a spot or blink or or blemish. If she's pregnant before she marries Christ, that means we got a problem. We got a problem. So the woman in Revelation 12 is not the church. And that's the one that's some. that's a one way you can say um show that that's not the woman. that that's not the woman in revelation 12 It's not the church okay because she's pregnant the church is not supposed to be pregnant okay but let's get back to verse three so we see that the woman's sitting on the beast right she's sitting on the beast and the beast is described as having seven heads and ten horns written all over with blasphemies against god we've seen a beast similar to that right We've seen a beast similar to that in Revelation 13, right? Okay, but John's going to explain every. I mean, I'm sorry, not John. The angel is going to explain everything, okay? Now, let's go on. Let's look at verse four. The woman who wore, the woman, I'm sorry, wore purple and scarlet clothing and beautiful jewelry made of gold and precious gems and pearls. She held in her hand a gold goblet full of obscenities and the impurities of her immorality. Now, let's look at the first thing. She wore purple. We know purple means what? Royalty. And scarlet clothing and beautiful jewelry made of gold and precious gems and pearls. So what does that mean? She's royalty and she's rich because of all the pearls and everything that she have on. You see, you like, like these wrappers that we see. Most of them have diamond necklaces, diamond bracelets, rings, grills in their mouth. To show what? To show that they're rich. This woman doesn't have some similar things to show that she's rich. Gold, precious jewelry. She's got gold. She has precious jewelry. uh, Precious gems and pearls. Right. So saying that she's rich and look at what and and then look. She held in her hand a gold goblet full of obscenities and the impurities of her immorality. That's important. Why? Because go back to verse two. What does it say? The rulers of the world have made have had immoral relations with her. And the people who belong to this world have been made what? Drunk by the wine of her immorality. Well, how are they drunk with her wine? She has a gold goblet, which is a cup full of obscenities and the impurities of her immorality. She has a gold cup and the people are drinking from that cup. That's what we're talking about. That's what this means. Okay. That's how they're getting drunk. They're drinking from her. They're drinking from her immoralities. You know, when a person is drunk, they can't, con- they're inebriated. They can't control what they say and they can't control what they do. That's why they wake up the next morning. They're wondering, what did they say? What did they do? Because they can't control it. Right. So these people here are, are drunk. They can't control what they're doing, which would lead to what evil spirits. Cause sometimes, cause when you have a spirit on you, you can't control what you're doing. You can't control what you're saying. And it, you know, at my church a long time, a while back, we had a guy that was there and we were praying. And, um, all of a sudden, man, this dude just got like a spirit of anger just came over him. And he was just angry. I mean, just, he wasn't screaming. It was just, you could look, you know, how you could look at a person and tell when they mad, you could just look and tell he was just all of a sudden, just this anger came out of him. And man, we were praying and praying and praying. We just, it was like, we couldn't get through. We were praying. And finally, man, this is where I felt the Holy spirit. Finally, All of a sudden, we were all standing around him. All of us, we were all praying for different people at the time. And my pastor was praying over him. So after we all together finished praying over everybody else, all of the men came together and we all began to pray over this one, this one man and man, all of a sudden I just started shedding tears, man. And next thing I know that dude came down. And all of a sudden, you just hear him talk about God and how he wanted to be a vessel, how he wanted to speak God's word. That's how you know Christ came and set that brother free at that moment. And when I looked up, you seen other there were other brothers around who were um, who who was teary eyed at that moment. That's how we knew Christ had come. That's how we knew the Holy Spirit had came. But and I'm I'm using that to say how spirits can. Move you to do. um, I'm using his his situation as an example of an evil spirit, a seducing spirit that can come along and have you do things that you would not normally do. That's what that's another way of putting someone them drunk with the wine of her immorality. She could be passing on spirits to them and they're just off doing whatever and they're not thinking. Remember, John's in the spirit, okay? John's in the spirit, right? He took the angel took John in the spirit, okay. Now, I want you to look at verse five. A mysterious name was written on her forehead. Babylon, the great, the mother of all prostitutes and obscenities in the world. Verse five says it this way in King James. And upon her forehead was a name written mystery. Babylon, the great, the mother of harlots and abominations of the earth. That's her name. Mystery Babylon. Remember. John is where? In the spirit. This is a spiritual fornication, not a physical. This is a spiritual fornication. If we know they are having fornicate, they are fornicating. So what could if they're doing a spiritual fornication? What does that mean? That means. They are cheating on God with this woman. This woman is having them walk away from God, doing things that she wants them to do, giving away her immorality, her obscenities, the polar opposites of God, everything that's opposite to God. She's giving to the people, right? John's in the spirit, right? This is a spiritual problem. This is a spiritual fornication. So let's go step back. And go into the natural. When you have a person who's trying to lead you away from God, what are they what are they trying to do? Pull you away from Christianity to something else. Right. This would be this. So in essence, they're pulling you away from the Christianity religion to pull you to something else. Right. This would be mystery. Babylon would be a spiritual. Spiritual fornication a religious system. That's what this is. This is a religious system. Remember John is where in the spirit. He's seeing all of these things. This woman is a spiritual this woman is a spiritual thing. So what are we seeing if we come into the natural? what are we dealing with? a religious system, not a, a religious system. That's what this is. This is mystery Babylon. This is a religious system. This is why they're saying they are they are. This is why uh, in verse one, um, verse two, we talked about they're having a more relation. The kings of this world are having immoral relations with her. How are they having immoral relations with her by cheating on her cheating on God with her. She's telling them to do other things that are contrary to what God says not to do. But she's saying it's okay to do them. A prime example would be. A prime example would be the purge. Remember, what is the premise of the purge? Any crime was legal for 24 hours. You could kill somebody. You could steal. You could rape. You could do whatever in that 24 hour period. And it's all legal. That's what she's doing. She's in, she's in essence, somewhat doing the same thing. You are free to do whatever you want to do. You don't have to listen to God. You, you can do these things that I'm telling you to do. And it's perfectly fine. This is a religious, this is the religious system. Okay. Okay. That's who this woman represents. She has two identities, okay? Remember, one word can mean two different things. We're gonna see it in a few minutes. But this is one of her identity. This is one of the identities, Mystery Babylon. This is a spiritual fornication. This is a religious system. Okay. This would be considered the one, I'm not gonna say the one-world religious system, but this is the religious system, okay? This is the religious system that's on that's on that's in place right now during the tribulation period. Okay, now let's keep going. Verse six, I could see that she was drunk, drunk with the blood of God's holy people who were witnesses for Jesus. Did you see that? She's drunk with the blood of with the blood of God's people, meaning what? Most of God's people have been dying. And she's drunk with their blood meaning she's she meaning her actions meaning her actions her behaviors have led to the deaths of many of God's people okay now john said this i stared at her completely amazed john was amazed at what he was seeing he was amazed at what he was seeing in complete amazement he was in awe of what he was seeing okay now Verse seven, though, this is where here, here, it's getting interesting now. Verse seven. Why are you so amazed? The angel asked, I will tell you the mystery of this woman and of the beast with seven heads and ten horns. All right. The angel says, now I'm going to tell you. This is why I say the Bible interprets itself. It does not need a special interpretation. The Bible interprets itself. We have this going on here. <clears throat> excuse me. And we don't know what it means. Right. John doesn't know what it means. This angel is about to tell John everything that he's seeing. It goes back to Daniel. Remember, Daniel had a dream. He didn't understand it. We're going to see that dream uh, when we get to the book of Daniel. He didn't understand the dream. So he had He went on a fast for 21 days. Right. All of a sudden, Michael uh, 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 Gabriel comes and Daniel say, what took you so long? Gabriel said, well, I was already dispatched the second you prayed your prayer. But the um, prince of Persia, the prince of the air was stopping me from getting through. So I had to call Michael to come down to help me. Now I'm so while Michael's dealing with him, I'm here to tell you what this means, but I can't stay long because I got to get back to this fight. OK. <clears throat> Excuse me. So that's what I'm And And the dream that Daniel that uh, Daniel that yeah, Daniel, that Daniel had the angel told Gabriel told Daniel what that dream means. So why am I saying that? Because here we are. Here's another example of John having a dream. John seeing something that he does not understand. And what happens? An angel is about to tell him. That's why I say the Bible doesn't need a special interpretation. It will interpret itself. And when you have something that you don't understand, all you have to do is pray and watch. God will give you the wisdom that you need. He'll tell you exactly what it means. Okay. now let's keep going. Let's keep going verse 7 again why are you so amazed the angel asked i will tell you the mystery of this woman and of the beast with seven heads and ten horns verse 8 here we go guys. Thank you for tuning in to this week's episode. Join us here next week as we continue our discussion on Revelation chapter 17, Mystery Babylon here on The Last Things Podcast. Love you guys. Be blessed.